Welcome to the Friday Five Podcast with your hosts, Brent Lowry and James Gilcrease. Welcome, everybody, to the Friday Podcast, Friday Five Podcast. We've jumped through some hoops for you today. <laughs> Flaming hoops, let me tell you. Dude, it's just been nuts. Had a lot of technical issues, but uh, I think I think we're doing all right. Yeah, we're decent. Um, I'm Rex, and he is Brent Lowry, and I will probably call him Bono every once in a while in the in the podcast. I've accepted it by now. It's good. Yeah. Well, if they don't know, maybe they can go check out the pilot. <laughs> and just to let everybody know, you are you're in your shop right now, right? Yes, I am at the record store. Uh, I have trusty Abram, uh, <laughs> Honest Abe, um, going, uh, working for me today for a little bit. And while I uh, kind of do my own thing for a little bit. You're on location at the shop. Oh, on location. Yeah. How, you, how about you give it, give it a plug? I mean, come on. Oh, okay. Yes, Dad. Uh, Dale Blues give it, Records, give Freeport, Louisiana. Song. We got records for you. <laughs> We're... I'll ask you a question that somebody actually asked you. Do, do, do you guys only sell blues records? I get that one a lot. You still get that? God, a lot. All the time. All the time. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very, uh, very fun. Um, <laughs> but look, we, how, how have you been? I've been well, um, battled a kidney stone. I've kind of defeated that. Um, it hasn't made an appearance yet, but it's not bothering me. So I've just accepted it. Um, <laughs> if, that was, that was bad though. Yeah. If it attacked you. Can we During still record? Can we still I, uh, record? I will not stop recording for anything. Actually, we uh, <laughs> except technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we actually discussed um, a pain pill podcast while I was taking pain pills for my kidney stone. Which uh, yeah, wow. I, I'm, I'm un- it's unfortunate that we didn't go. We didn't go with that. It really is. But don't worry. Uh, these run in my family, so this will happen again. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Um. Well, good for you. Lemonade out of lemons. Oof. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it goes. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, have you had anything? Uh, I know you get like sometimes you'll get like tons of records at a time. And have have you had anything cool come in? Or I actually, um, a lady came in. She told me she had a bunch of records, but they're out in Mansfield, so probably about thirty forty miles uh, away. So. She was telling me all about uh, location of the house, and then she ended it up with. Um, I asked her like, "Hey, well, you know, what time would be uh, would be good for you?" And she said something along the lines of like, "Well, early, early in the morning." I was like, well, "Okay, four thirty. So I was like, "Any like eight o'clock? Does that sound good?" Oh yeah, yeah, but it might be too hot. I was like, mm, <laughs> "I don't know." And uh, so. So she tells me right before she leaves, she's like, hey, just, just letting you know, just bring some water. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, so, God. I wish I so, didn't work. You could have called me for this one. <laughs> so I, so I ran uh, down to Mansfield and walked into a house uh, where there was no power, mm. no AC. 
Yeah. Remind everybody yeah. Uh, the temperature. <laughs> Dude, it's it's, it's like blistering. Yeah, yeah, 96, 97, 98 degrees. Uh, not the band. Um, <laughs> so, but anyways, I was going through all her, all the albums, and I came across something that I thought you would like. Um, it was the Popeye uh, soundtrack. The Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams Popeye. Wow. Yeah. That is random. And that is <laughs> that is a horrible soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it, and it got me thinking because she had quite a few soundtracks. And I was like, yeah. man, you know, that's a good topic for us. Because that's we're... A- we're all about pop culture, music, movies, television, wrestling, video games, yeah. whatever. Um, I would, thought it'd be cool if we uh, we started talking about our top, I guess, five movie soundtracks. It could be scores or it could be straight up soundtracks. It could be anything. Dealing yeah, with the movie. I mean, when you recommended this, I got really excited because I, I love movie scores. Um, I think that they're so important to film and um, you can really make or break a movie by the music, I feel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a hard list to put together because I really tried to think of something that was, you know, from beginning to end, what I consider to be perfect or great, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think this will be a lot of fun. All right. Well, we should kick it off. All right. Uh, I think you're first this time, right? Okay. I'll go first. All right. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> My first selection comes from 1998, and apparently 1998 was just awesome for us because a lot of the video, a lot of the video games we talked about came out in 1998. But the soundtrack for Godzilla, heck, (laughs) yes. So the Matthew Broderick one, (laughs) um, which I actually liked. I remember I was I was graduating from eighth grade. I was, grad- I was graduating from eighth grade and I, we went to Piccadilly as eighth graders. Yeah. We drove in limousines to South Park mall, mm. went to Piccadilly. And then like some of us were like, we stayed behind to go to the theater and we saw Godzilla and the music video that I tied to this movie uh, the most is Jimmy Page and Puff Daddy, come come with me. I believe Puff Daddy uh, comes face to face with Godzilla in that, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I remember he's like hanging on the edge of a building. And it's just... <laughs> Which is the reason why Jimmy Page, uh, the guitar player for Led Zeppelin, is in it is because they sample, um, I think, Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. Um mm. Led Zeppelin three, but I know uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, physical graffiti, excuse me. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, great, great show. Great movie for a fifth. <laughs> great, sh- great show. <laughs> was, was it 98? Yeah. Good show. Yeah. 98. I, I remember going to see this with dad. Um, <laughs> it was something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, I remember this soundtrack so so well, man. I, I owned it. I I owned it as well. Foo Fighters were on there. Jamiroquai. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I think Green man, Day weren't they? Green Day, yeah. Um, who else? Um, oh, uh, the Wallflowers, of course. Heroes. 
Heroes, Wallflowers, thank you. And Gosh, I think another one it. was, um, man, I just drew a blank. Uh, was um, silver chair, uh, silver chair. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot about that. I mean, that was honestly that was my introduction to several bands. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was my introduction to Green Day, but it definitely was to the Wallflowers. And um, I, I was introduced, and I, <laughs> then I just immediately passed on Puff Daddy. <laughs> puff Puff Pass. Puff Puff. <laughs> so, that's uh, that that's P Diddy for the kids today that yeah or diddy diddy okay yeah oh so i'm gonna sidetrack right here i remember you and i texting or on the phone while p diddy was hosting like the mtv movie awards and it was just complete awfulness <laughs> like he handed a watch out or something like that yes oh my god we got it we have to do an mtv movie awards show i remember so, that he's like hey guys welcome to the show has anybody ever done this before <laughs> It's like that dude just handed out a watch. So, and then Why? I think his security his security took it away from the kid. Yeah, and then Puffy's the like, no, 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 I'm serious, I'm serious. He keeps it. <laughs> the security's I, like puffed and lost his mind. <laughs> but um, I recently, um, I don't know, probably like a year ago, I looked for it on vinyl, and I came across a green and black splatter vinyl for Godzilla. I have to I thought you were about to say you you were looking on the internet for that watch. No. no. (laughs) But uh, anyways. Was this like a special edition, I guess? It wasn't like a wide release or... No. I don't don't know. But uh, I'm I'm waiting for yours. I I can't wait to see what you get out. I don't, I'm still one to talk about Godzilla, but okay, I, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, we're going from Godzilla um, to Gladiator. Ooh. Yes, Gladiator That's a good one. came out in the year 2000. Okay, two years after Godzilla was defeated. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I remember going to see this movie in theaters opening weekend. Um, I went and saw it with a few guys from the wrestling team. I was on the wrestling team in high school, and our coach mm-hmm. went also. Um, no, They didn't want to see it. My coach wanted to see it. No one else wanted to see it. They wanted to go see uh, Mission Impossible 2, I remember. But I fought, I fought like a gladiator. <laughs> I said, I think that's a mistake. It turns out that was a mistake because Mission Impossible 2 was kind of crappy. I um, saw the first one. Man, we got to get you caught up on this. But um, long story short, um, the movie ended, and I half of the team were like in tears. It was <laughs> it. It's the it's the first movie I can remember actually crying in. I mean, or just yeah. shedding a tear in. Um, and a massive, massive part of that was the music. Um, Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerard. I think it's how you pronounce, pronounce her last name. Were mm-hmm. were the two behind the soundtrack. Um, just absolutely kind of awe-inspiring from the beginning of it. Um, Lisa Gerard, a very subtle um, intro, then transitions into the battle theme, which is mm-hmm. just like one of the most epic war themes you'll hear. I mean, especially you know, it fits that time period very well. Um, yeah, and 
Yeah, and and you know, it just it just continues throughout, and then the end is what what kind of got all of us. That kind of got all of us a little misty eyed. Um, <laughs> thanks to Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerard once again. Um, their score, uh, Elysium, I believe, um, is pretty much de- it's pretty much playing as it's depicting um, Maximus going to meet his family again, his departed family. Um, yes, he's he's passing away in the movie, and it's him walking. Spoiler in. alert! Yeah, spoiler alert, guys! It's him walking in fields of gold, and his family, his his wife and little boy are in the distance, and this this score is playing behind it. And dang it, you're gonna cry. Um, just a great soundtrack, great movie. It fits it so incredibly well. Um, it, it's just it's just epic. I mean, it's it's the definition of an epic soundtrack to me. Um, yeah. I, I, no, go ahead. I was I, well. Soundtrack, yes. It was the first DVD that the Gilcreases rented from Blockbuster. Yes, it was the first one I owned. Actually, that's crazy. Um, and I remember uh, one of our friends, Casty, was the same guy that had the Technodrome. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So. Basically every episode we've talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in I'm, some aspect. We're gonna we're gonna insert it into every episode. So, um, anyways, he I think said we rented it, and he's like, you know, you can put the movie into a CD player and it plays the soundtrack. No, I didn't. Oh, really? So, okay, I knew I knew that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing for Gladiator though. It did not. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was. I knew sometimes they would put that in there as like an extra, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it didn't. And uh, and we owe we we still owe Blockbuster some money. <laughs> yeah, that's um, but, that's the first movie, the first DVD I ever owned. Um, I got it the day that I got the PlayStation Two. Um, okay, the PlayStation Two. I got it. I got it the year it came out for that Christmas, and I got um, a game and uh, Gladiator. And nice. This is completely branching off. Um, we can talk about DVDs, I guess, sometime. But that was my first experience with a DVD. My mind was blown by that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so stupid to think about now, but being able to skip scenes was just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, great movie, great soundtrack. And what, you're about to say something. I'm sorry. No, it. for me, it was the first time seeing Joaquin Phoenix as well. Yeah, I think, I think me too. It took... It's like I didn't really realize that was him until I saw him in something else, and then I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. that's you know the guy from Gladiator." But um, it, it was a great movie all around. It was really good. Yeah, I loved it, and the soundtrack even made it better. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out if you never have. But um, anyways, let's go to Gilcrease. Um, I'm hoping he's just going to talk about Godzilla again, like for number his next pick. But um, I think you already know what my pick's going to be at the end of the show. But anyways, here's Gilkers. Is it Godzilla? <laughs> it might be. We're going to leave okay. it. Leave some suspense on that one. Okay. So my second pick is Godzilla from 2014. Yes, let's talk about it some more. <laughs> well, this is the... No, I'm kidding. Um, Dang it. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh... Elizabeth Town. Oh. 
I, I hope Adam Hester's out there listening to you just groan about Elizabeth Town. All right, well, Adam, if you are listening to this, um, James Gilcrease did not stop talking about this movie for like three years. <laughs> I just I look, look that that soundtrack is phenomenal. A it probably is Cameron Crowe did it. Oh, okay. So he directed Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth Town is not the best movie. Me and Adam agree. Like the re- the reason why the 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 movie is so good, where it is good, is the soundtrack. Yeah. A little backstory for you. I'm a big Ryan Ryan. That's with an R. Gang Ryan Adams fan, not Brian. But uh, I'm a big Ryan Adams fan. And Cameron Crowe went to Ryan Adams and said, "Hey, can you?" do this whole soundtrack. So Ryan actually recorded a whole album and then they scrapped it. <laughs> God almighty. I probably would have liked it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so it is, I mean, the album has so many great artists on it. Tom Petty's on there. Who's my all time favorite. Um, they use square one and then I believe learning to fly. But, um, anyways, they use Tom Petty. They use my morning jacket, but if they're under a different name, they're under the name Ruckus is the fake band in the movie. And they actually played the band in the movie. Uh, no, no, wait, is that okay. Was my morning jacket even kind of big at that time? Cause I don't recall them being big around that time. No, this is, this is 2005. Yeah. Because, cool. because look, I remember watching it. Me, and a friend went and watched it, and then the next day I woke up and we went to um, Dallas to see you mm-hmm. two. Oh wow! Okay. So and then so that's why me and Adam were all about Elizabeth Town while going to see you two. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's just a solid soundtrack, guys. It's it's um, like I said, Ryan Adams, Tom Petty, Ruckus. There's a few more. Nancy Wilson, I believe, is on there. Um, Pinback, maybe. But anyways, it's just a really cool album. Um, it's better than the movie. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a... What if that just, was a sticker? That should have been a sticker on the album. Better than the it, movie. It should, it should be the title for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, for the episode. Market. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll remember that one. But um, and then they played Freebird, and look here. Here's the deal. That movie is such. We named our uh, duplex the Brown Hotel, which is the place where they stay in Elizabethtown. Me and Adam just nicknamed our our duplex the Brown Hotel. So, tonight, you always have that. It's a nice homage. Yeah. yeah. So. And then one of my friends came over. I was about to go see my morning jacket in Dallas. I got a poster board. She drew out the scene when Ruckus is on the on the stage. The swan goes through the banner, and the banner's like, if it wasn't this, it'd be something else, is the slogan. Um, and it says, hey, hey, Ruckus, play Freebird for Uncle Mitch or something <laughs> like that. And um, And Jim James, the lead singer of My Morning Jacket, I took it to the show. And he signed it. <laughs> oh, nice! Jeez. They didn't. They didn't play it, but he signed it. He's like, "That's really cool." I was like, oh, "Copyright." Thank you, thank you, sir. 
I drew so, this. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> My friend Claire drew the whole darn thing. So you gave it back to her, I guess? No. no I kept really. it. I'd keep it. I kept, I kept it. I kept you did it. all the work. I drove it there, drove it yeah. back. Um, but anyways, it, it was a really good, it was a great, that was the first time I saw My Morning Jacket, but that was a great show. Um, anyways, so Elizabethtown, great soundtrack, just full of great singer-songwriters on there. So good that's pick, my pick. Huh? Yeah, nice. I know you hate it, but oh well. No, I don't, I don't hate the soundtrack. I just, just the movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's just all they talked about was free. I, I love the song. Free, I love Freebird. I mean, don't get me wrong here, but it's, it was, it was like it was one of those things. that's like okay, Elizabeth Town came out. Suddenly, everyone knew Freebird. I mean, I was never like a massive like you know, but suddenly that's that that was everyone's song, and it's just like come on, you saw the movie. I mean, well, <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Um, but that's where like 2000. I knew of Ron Adams, but when Come Pick Me Up hit on the scene, I was just like, oh, oh. and I, I, I remember just getting everything Ron Adams. Yeah, and then finding out that he was going to do the soundtrack and being really mad. Actually, they, they ditched, he did the whole thing, they ditched it, and then uh, and I ended up getting it like through like uh, message boards. So I have it. Okay. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Surely it's out there somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I got it. Okay. So. Yeah, I believe you. All right. Well, <laughs> won't you won't you pick another one? All right. We're gonna go with E. T. the extraterrestrial. Okay. Please, please calm yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 1982. Um, yeah. Probably, or argu- arguably, you know, Steven Spielberg's most classic film. Um, and... the, the... <laughs> what are you thinking? Jaws. Okay, I, I'd agree with that. It's it, up there. It's, it's, it's the reason why they have summer blockbusters now. Yeah, it was the first blockbuster. But anyways, back back to ET. I don't want okay, to fight well, you. I, yeah, I'll pick the Jaws theme next time. Um, this <laughs> it was on my list for a second. Yeah, but I mean, is it is it really like? I mean, you, there's there's the one track, but it's like okay, what else? I mean, it's the most memorable track, at least. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, back back to your alien. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, ET. Um, this is kind of Steven Spielberg's theme. I feel I feel like anywhere Steven Spielberg enters, this is playing. But um, yeah, one of his best films. One of his. Um, it's kind of the it's kind of the movie that I think inspired a lot of the. A lot of his other movies, like um, you know, when you, <laughs> like Schindler's List. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. That's what started laughing. Thank you for saying that for me. That's why you're my co-host. Um, you know, the, the Goonies and everything else. I mean, it's yeah. just a um it's just a great, great movie, great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um John Williams was the composer of it. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, um Superman, Indiana Jones, you know, just about everything. But uh everything. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's really anyone that could watch E.T. with the, uh, I think it's called the E.T. flying theme. 
Um, it <laughs> really thought about that one, and really not just uh, kind of get a uh, just kind of get a reminder of everything great about film. <laughs> it's just, yeah. per- I mean, it's perfect. I mean, it really is. It's just, it's an amazing theme, amazing soundtrack, and um, it can't be the easiest task to have in creating a soundtrack or score to a film like this, and um, or any film. Yeah, yeah, especially one where, you know, it's it's more it's more of a sci-fi movie, but um it has that Steven Spielberg kind of heart to it and um exactly what I was, that was going to use was heart. Yeah. But um yeah, one of my one of my favorite soundtracks. I mean, favorite scores um of all time. I think it's one of John Williams' best and um yeah. I'm going to I'm I'm going to step in real Please quick do. and <laughs> And tick you off. <laughs> if you're going to say you've never seen E.T., it's going to, I don't know, we're going to put that, we're going to combine that with uh, the Ghostbusters 2 comment from the last episode. My dad. Oh, is E.T.? Oh. <laughs> has never seen E.T. Oh, well, that's okay. I'm pretty positive my and, dad hasn't either. <laughs> turn it off, Brian. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know why, but I think it played at the Robinson film center one time and i was like we should go see et and he goes never seen it and i was like <laughs> never what? seen it not gonna Mm-mm. didn't like it when it was brand new um <laughs> which is which is one of his things really um like some like a bruce springsteen song will come on and he's like yep didn't like it when it was brand new <laughs> didn't and he would turn it off didn't age well no so but uh i think it's a great pick um that movie's cool and who doesn't want to have like an, an alien as a friend and i think you, you mentioned goonies um goonies plus et equals super eight which oh, is jj yeah, abrams um steven spielberg produced i believe or executive produced um movie and that was a really good movie i let i let honest abe here at the shop borrow it last year Hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> Come on, man. And I keep every time, every other week, I'm like, hey, you watch Super 8? No. Nope. Haven't watched it yet. You need to watch it. Oh, well. We'll give it back. It's to the point where one time I took him up to, I drove him up to um, Target so he could buy me a copy. <laughs> Instead of just giving you the copy back. Yeah. I'm I'm we I'm going to go ahead and correct myself here because Richard Donner is the one that uh directed Goonies. But Steven Spielberg wrote it. So Yeah, I was about to say I don't think it was I don't think it was Spielberg, but nonetheless Spielberg had his hand Yeah, in. he was involved, he wrote it. So yeah, that's my correction. The, same thing with uh I believe Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. He helped out on that, but uh Robert Zemeckis? Yes. Did uh did Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. My, one of my all-time favorite movies. No kidding. Top five. Maybe top three. Uh, the first one or second one? Uh, I always thought second, but now my heart goes towards the first one. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, E.T. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no, like, him flying in the basket, the music, everything, like, really good. And it just tugs at you. Oh, man, yeah. Give her ridden the E.T ride at universal studios i don't ride amusement park rides your poor wife 
I mean, y'all are just, so are y'all going to go to Disney and like, you're just not going to ride anything or look, I went to Disney in ninth grade. Uh I rode two rides. Okay. I'm not kidding. Actually make it three. I've never ridden a a roller coaster. I rode space mountain. Well, that's a, that's a coaster because, because Ric Flair talked about it. Yeah. Well, that's not what he was talking about. (laughs) Anyways, we're like way off topic here. But uh, anyways, yeah, if you ride the E.T. ride, you get to actually uh, fly with E.T. And that music's playing. It's the greatest thing ever. E.T. is a great soundtrack. Go Crease, let's go to your pick. <laughs> Since I was rudely interrupted at the tail end of the E.T. I had to kill it. Yeah. Okay, well, real, real quick. I rode an alien ride. I escaped from that. I literally oh, uh, you shimmied out alien, of it. Alien encounter, it sounds like. At Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. So I shimmied out of that. In Tomorrowland. Perfect. Yes. And I also <laughs> rode the Jurassic Park ride in the Animal Kingdom. That was at Universal. Oh, no, no, no. You rode uh, Dinosaur, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk. <laughs> Change my pants. <laughs> that is. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. There's a, famous, there's a famous picture of me during that ride, like ducking for cover, looking like an idiot. And this was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Scary ride. <laughs> okay. Well, my next pick is probably a movie you, you're not too familiar with. Um, Phantom of the Paradise. Heard you talk about it a lot. Never seen it. Uh, basically, Paul... Paul Williams, who wrote a lot of songs for like the Carpenters and other people in the 70s, in the 60s, 70s, um, came up with a movie idea, I believe. Uh, Brian Del Palmer? Del Palma? Um, Del Palmer, I think. Okay. He directed this. Okay. And basically, it's like Phantom of the, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Really? But instead of like classical music, it's like. Uh, man, what's it called? He's like glam, glam rock. Okay. <laughs> and in each, there's like certain bands. There's this guy that writes a song. He thinks it's really good. He's trying to sell it to Paul Williams, who's known as the Swan, who's a record producer mm-hmm. for Death Records. Bad name. That's <laughs> awesome. Anyways, so tries to sell and basically... Uh, Swan has the guy killed and then uses his music and finds a muse to sing his stuff. Anyways, there's a guy in there named Beef. <laughs> now, is he uh, related to Mr. Brutus? Um, no. Okay. No. All right, all right. This guy, I mean, geez. The, mo- the movie is just wild and funny, and I've never heard of it until... Um, I lived with Adam again, the Brown hotel. He came and picked me up one night from a bar, uh, because I was kind of stranded at the moment. And, um, we went back to the house and he goes, you ever seen family of the paradise? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. And he's like, let's watch it. So we watched it and I think we watched it like five times a week. It's just, it's just gold. But anyways, it's, it's hard to explain because I don't think that many people have seen the movie, but it's glam rock at its best. 
at the end, there's a guy that looks exactly like David Bowie stabbing someone. And it's just, it's just crazy. But I remember you talking about this movie a lot, like when you watched it. mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one I need to check out, especially now that I know that there's somebody in it named beef. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No one really big came out of it. Um, So as far as, as far as the soundtrack, was there anybody? um... It was all cast. Oh, so it's kind of like a Rocky horror type thing. Okay, good point. Yes. Okay. This was before Rocky Horror Picture Show. It totally bombed. Phantom of the Paradise did. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, Rocky Horror Picture Show is just has a cult following. Mm. This has a cult following as well, but it's smaller than than uh, Rocky Horror. But man, it, it it's it's a funny movie. Uh, it's got great one liners, and it's something you should check out. But the soundtrack is just top notch for me. Because it's just in my wheelhouse. And I used to, like, when I was dating uh, dating around the time I knew about Phantom of the Paradise, that was, like, one of the big girlfriend tests or girl tests. It was like, <laughs> will they like this? Most let, of them did not. Let me show you this film. The only girl I didn't, uh, the only woman that I've dated that did not see this movie is my wife. It's probably and I the think, best. Yeah, and I think that's why we're married. You should so, have he- you should have Hester always ask him though. You want to see Phantom of the Paradise? Yeah. yeah. So he should come anyways. pick him up just like you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> All right. I feel this is one of the best sci-fi movies of probably the past decade. Um, a lot of people disagree with me, but that movie is Oblivion. Uh, Never seen it. Never Never seen seen it. it. Yeah, it's, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people kind of forgot about it. Um, it's It's with Cruise, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise. Um, and the background noise is some dogs. That's okay though. Uh, (laughs) Um, are those next door dogs? Those are two doors down from me, dogs. No, I think it's funny. That's crazy how loud it's. They it's are. a groom. It's a groomer called Rough to Fluff. <laughs> and Rough to Fluff. Yeah, I, I apologize. It's there goes uh, the phone is like a Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> Turn anyway. the dogs off. <laughs> So that's some uh, some background noise. Um, anyways, Oblivion, great movie. Such a good soundtrack. This was a movie that was it was kind of rare in that I listened to the soundtrack beginning to end before I ever saw the movie. Oh, cool. I wasn't really planning on seeing it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out whenever it's out to rent. But um, my sister Blair actually taught me into seeing it in the theater. She's like, you have to see this in theaters. It's so good um, in IMAX. So... She taught me into seeing it, went to see it in IMAX. It was the best IMAX experience I've ever had, um, hmm. visual-wise and sound-wise. Um, yeah. The band M83 is, um, yes. if you're familiar with them, yeah. Um, they're the ones that did the entire soundtrack, beginning to end. They did everything on the soundtrack. And it's just like, it, you know how I said I listened to it before I saw it? It's almost as if... Um, 
the filmmakers listened to the soundtrack and then made the movie because there's so many scenes in this film that just bl- just are so perfect with the music. They're in sync. Yeah. Yeah. Just the cinematography and the music are just so like blended together. It's just perfect. Um, there's a track called Star Waves. Um, the entire album's good, but Star Waves is such such a good track, especially how it blends in with the film. Uh, there's a scene with Cruz and um, can't remember this other character's name. Uh, it's a female. They're Isn't in- it Emily Blunt? No, no, that um, was uh, another Tom Cruise movie. No, she was. Um, I can't remember her name, but anyways, they're in a pool and they're <laughs> and but. Anyways, the pool is like the pool in the entire area that they're living in is like 60, 70 feet above ground. There's like a thunderstorm in the background. They're underwater. Star waves is blasting. It's just, man, it's one of those moments in film that you're like, that's perfect. I mean, it's just absolute perfection. Um, is the girl named uh, Julia in the movie? Might be. I, gosh, I should know oh. this, but. Um, cause they mentioned her name several times, but, uh, mm. I, I can't remember, but, um, yeah, just, just a great, 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 um, score. And, um, it reminds me of the game mass effect. I don't know if you've ever played that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The entire movie kind of has a mass effect feel to it. The, the score really has a mass effect feel to it, but, um, yeah, the oblivion soundtrack, um, highly recommend it. Even if you don't like the movie, it's such an awesome um, piece of music to listen to just while you're chilling out. There's a, uh, there's a website called Mondo Tease. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. And they, I get, I get emails all the time about the albums they're coming out with or movie posters, but they do soundtracks and they did like a Jurassic Park one with, um, it looked like, uh, <clears throat> like a, splatter of green and yellow and oh, red. So cool. It was really neat, but they also did one for Oblivion. Really? So, yeah. Like so I, remember, that, I'm, I guess that was a while back or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when it came out. I ended up, okay. uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but I, I bought the one for the more recent Mad Max. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. I did, that, that would actually be a good pick. Um, for soundtrack it's very kind of unconventional but man it's so good such a good movie too but um her name was andrea riseborough that's the actress's name i was trying to think of and um she plays the role of victoria okay the... oh and Ju- julia julia is a character in the movie though but that's yeah. not the one i was talking about hmm. okay i'm like i said i've never seen the movie so i was just throwing people out there um imdb yeah, yeah i looked at <laughs> But yeah, there is a Julia, so good job on that. But yeah, great soundtrack. If you've ever seen the movie, I highly, highly recommend it. I think it's overlooked, and it's very worth checking out. Well, cool. Uh, Mondo did uh, 2,000 clear vinyl and then 4,000 uh, black vinyl. Oh, for Oblivion? Yes. Oh, that's nice, man. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. I love it when they do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I love Mondo and... They always put something out for Back to the Future or Jaws, so oh, I'm yeah. always down. It'd be cool if they did a Jaws with the um, the hologram, like you showed me that time. Remember, I forget what it was that had the hologram whenever it spun. I think it was a uh, Jack White. Oh. Yeah, Jack White, um, Lazaretto. Yeah, 
So they could do like jaws coming out of the water or something. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's my pick, and we will uh, let's go over to Gil Crease for his. The reason why I picked this is because I just grew up watching Back to the Future and uh, The Power of Love is just, man, it's so stinking good. Hmm. Um, I think my brother even told me the background to the uh, the backstory to this one. Um, they wanted, they went to Huey Lewis in the news and they're like, hey, we want you to write a song for this movie. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't really want to do that. And he goes, and they go, well, we'll take whatever song you have up next, basically. Whatever you have recorded in the canon, you know, let us <laughs> hear it. We'll, we'll, we'll take it, whatever. And it was Power of Love. Really? That's a cool That's story. what my brother tells me. But my brother also told me when I was little <laughs> that the sh- we had an above ground pool. The shadow casted a shadow. I mean, uh, the sun casted a shadow from the pool's wall and made it look like a shark, kind of. So uh, I also believed that the shadow was a shark in an above ground pool <laughs> in Shreveport, Louisiana. No, man, Jaws messed, Jaws messed us all up. So that's yeah. okay. I did it too. Um anyways, you had a you had a good mix of the the new and the old, the like Mr. Sandman. And um then you had uh, Earth Angel, but I believe the I wanna say the penguins did that originally. But uh okay. not the pinheads. <laughs> Um, back to the future joke. Um, anyways, and just Huey Lewis alone on the soundtrack and the score was pretty solid too. I'll just, it was just totally classic. I mean, it's it's another one of the themes kind of like with ET that, you know, you kind of think of universal and universal studios and all that kind of stuff, like the old school universal Mm -hmm. studios, uh, theme park. My my brother was getting married, and I sat in my hotel room the night before they got married, him and his wife, and I was just like, man, I've got to write out a speech. Mm-hmm. And so I was writing the speech, and I was like, man, what is love? You know, what, what what's a – so I wrote <clears throat> – one man – a man once said the definition of love was the power of love was a curious thing. <laughs> like one man week – Make another one sing. Perfect. Change your heart. Change your hawk to a little white dove. More than a feeling. That's the power of love. Um, and Perfect. it's to the point where every time I'll go visit the guys next door to my shop. And that came on right when I was about to leave. And I just turned right back into the shop. Right. <laughs> Dr. Lee, I was like, power loves on camp. Yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't leave the car, a shop. The club, nothing. If power, if power of love is playing, um, yeah, that, that's a pretty common track played at clubs nowadays. But yeah, and, and back in time was a good yeah. one too. And then there's, but yeah, Back to the Future, classic movie altogether. Oh yeah, and then plus you know the soundtrack for that, and Huey Lewis pops up in the in the movie, which is cool. So I always got like a lot of flack from friends by saying that. I kind of preferred the second one. I don't know why, but well, I don't know. I, maybe that's the one I saw the most. I like the second one. The only reason I dislike the second one is because in the year, what, what was it? 2015? 
Yeah. Didn't I it just happen? Twenty so. eighteen? Yeah. No. Yeah, they came out. It was. I think it was fifteen. They came out with the uh, the Pepsi Perfect um, recreation from the movie, and mm-hmm. and of course they've done the shoes. Yeah, I can't get any of those. Okay. Um, awesome. But anyways, uh, the only reason I dislike that movie is because in the year twenty fifteen they put that the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Which is oh. so darn close because they won it in 2016. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. I, I literally heard a song the other day while watching um, Teen Mom or something like that. Um, <laughs> but in the rap song, it had rap lyrics or something like that. And it said something like, like Biff with an almanac, I ain't looking back or something like that. Wow. <laughs> like paying their respects i was like that's awesome but anyways (laughs) so uh back to the future and that's the first time i learned curse words from back to the future the first time i ever cursed (laughs) was from from us yeah so well biff taught us a lot of bad things (laughs) yeah anyways so uh on to your next pick man You know, you often hear people say that they they fell in love with a movie, which I'm sure that's possible, but I, I'm also sure that people use that phrase more than they should. Um, I've loved movies. I've, you know, appreciate films, but I've never fell in love with a movie until I've seen, until I had seen Lost in Translation. Um, it was one of those movies I didn't expect to like. I expected to be bored, honestly. I ended up, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's also one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It features a lot of really unknown bands, uh, for me anyways. I'm not familiar with half of them. Um, There's a band in there uh, called Phoenix that I was semi-familiar with. But um, it's just so good. I mean, the entire album is just like a dreamlike. You're kind of in a dreamlike state throughout the entire album, and it just describes the movie perfectly. Um. And it really just kind of allows the audience to kind of experience that, uh, you know, kind of magical side of Tokyo that Sofia Coppola brought to the screen. And I love it. I mean, you know, it's one of those that I can listen to and just kind of recreate the scenes in my head as I'm listening to it. But, um, yeah, my favorite movie of all time. It it has been ever since I saw it. Um, It's such a good soundtrack, such a mellow, dreamy kind of vibe to the entire thing but uh yeah i mean that's my next pick i i thoroughly enjoy it um it kind of introduced me to to some new bands and um yeah i still listen to it to this day so i uh i remember in your old room you had a lost in translation poster yeah yeah i'm actually looking at it right now it's uh it's not up on the wall it's oh. um, kind of off to the side. I, I ran out of space, but uh, that yeah. happens. It's it's my favorite favorite Bill Murray film. Um, you know, next to Ghostbusters, and um, it was kind of Scarlett Johansson's first big break, really. Yeah, she was in uh, I think Ghost World before that. Yeah, yeah. So I is... uh, I remember Lost in Translation, and I barely remember the soundtrack. But... Yeah. It's uh, I remember, I remember enjoying the uh, the album, uh, the movie. I, I haven't 
I need to revisit that one. I bet you I have it. Yeah. Um, the music's very subtle through a lot of the film. I mean, it's very, um, just very much in the background, but, um, if if you're a fan of the movie, it's hard to not love it. Um, it captures the film so well, but, uh, yeah, that's my pick. Uh, lost in translation. Uh, not only a great movie, but a great soundtrack. When did that come out? That came out in 2000. I want to say 2005. Um, but since you said that, I'm going to look real quick because I want to say the right year. I think it's four. <laughs> I just remember being so, uh, oh, wow, 2003. I was way off. Um, oh, you're only off by two years. Yeah, I was so sad at that Oscars when Bill Murray lost. Um, because you could tell it really kind of hurt him. <laughs> I, think this, I think the story is they kind of, they didn't lie to him, but they really. Pumped they really, him up. Yeah, they really made it sound like he was going to win, so you need to show up, you know? Just and, filthy. Um, yeah, it is <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's my pick, and we will go to Go Crease for... Well, wait yeah. a minute, wait no, a minute. Let's... You're good, you're good. Um, Godzilla? He did a really good... He did a really good job in that, and I'm surprised he didn't win it. But the... Uh, yeah. I remember one... one Man, one night, you and I were like... Let's do this. Let's let's stay up for twenty four <laughs> straight hours and watch movies. Basically, a movie marathon. Marathon. Yeah. Excuse me. It was terribly and, planned by me. But oh, <laughs> and I remember us picking like Jaws was one of mine. Hmm. I remember us watching Alien. I remember um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, <laughs> was another one. I can't remember them all. There was one, that, um, it has like Russell Crowe in it, LA, uh, LA, Conf- is Russell Crowe? LA, LA Confidential. Confidential. Yeah. Yes. I remember that was one of them. Okay. And I bet Lost in Translations was in there, but we didn't make it. No. To we, that point. I, that was, a t- it was so badly planned because like it was after I got off work. So I had already been up since like six that morning. <laughs> yeah. We, we started at, uh, I think we started at seven. Yeah. And we yeah. made it to like nine. The next Nine day, the next morning, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. I, I think I dozed off a little bit. I think Jaws was the last movie we watched. Yeah, yeah. Our choices were kind of slow and uh, maybe a little bit too long on some of them. But uh, yeah, Lost in Translation is definitely not a movie to watch if you're tired. Um, yeah, would not recommend that. So, well, so anyways, that's my pick. And let's. That's go your last to... pick. No, I have one more. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you do. I yeah, remember it this now. Sorry. the next next one's gonna be your last pick. So, okay, uh, then that's where I got confused. Let's go check it out. My final pick is is the movie <laughs> Drive. Man, so good. I just love that album, that the uh, the movie itself. But the reason why I picked Drive is because there's not a ton of talking, and it's it's really cool. But the soundtrack is basically an extra character to that movie. It tells you so yeah. much. It definitely, um, um, it definitely added 
so much to the movie. Yes. And I bought the album like on pink vinyl, on gold vinyl, on black vinyl. <laughs> I bought the Mondo copy. I, I mean, back when it came out, I was just like, oh, this this movie just killed it for me. I um, So much so that I have two scorpion jackets. I didn't know you had two. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at one right now, and it's... <laughs> They did, you know, they did the cream color with the gold scorpion, which is in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they did an alternative jacket, and it's black with like a midnight bluish. Oh, wow. It was called the stealth jacket. But man, that movie and that music was just perfect. College with Hero, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy named Johnny Jules is the guy that put all this together. He did, he put together like, not the score, but just the soundtrack itself. The score was by a guy guy named Cliff, I want to say Rodriguez, Hmm. who was an old drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, and he's always teaming up with, I think his name is Neil or Wynn or Wren or something like that, the director of Drive. But, um, man, such a great, great um, soundtrack. And I play it often. Like, oh, yeah. Every... I mean, it's, it's uh, featured pretty heavily on my Spotify playlist still. And that's, I mean, I've never really got into that type of music or listened to that style until... I, I bought into the drive mm-hmm. uh, world, I guess you could say, but there's a record company called Italians do it better. It's by Johnny Jules, the guy that kind of um, put together, constructed the, uh, some of the tracks, uh, the chromatics are on there. They do a great cover of um, I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen. Fantastic oh, nice. cover. Yeah, look that one up, man. I think you would like it. Um, but it's a small record label, and you can buy – I think I bought a triple-disc vinyl uh, from them, and the grand total is like $22. Like they're oh, giving gosh. this stuff away. <laughs> so – and I know, I know you're kind of into that style. Um, check them out. And I follow them on Facebook, and they even post every once in a while like, hey, it's – you know, these albums that we're putting up, mm-hmm. they're free. Oh, gosh. And what, basically, all you have to do is just email them and say a tagline that they tell you to say and give them your email, your mailing address, and they ship you a vinyl of it. Like, I got, uh, I got the Chromatics doing something, but then I got like three other things, two posters, three other albums for free. Like, you don't even pay shipping. Well, it's a way to get your name out there, I suppose. And I mean, yeah, I mean, gosh, especially if you know if they knew that you're a record store owner, they uh, you could probably get a bunch of swag for free. Yeah, and it, I mean, I know this is more about drive, but that little record company is pretty cool too. What they're doing, so check them out. And um, if you haven't seen Drive yet, good googly moogly, you. <laughs> You gotta, I mean, 
it's it's wild. No, Drive. Um, that reminds me. That was another movie that I listened to the soundtrack before. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're the one that got me to listen to it before I saw mm-hmm. the movie. Um, the band Electric Youth is on there pretty heavily. Yes. Um, and really, I, I'm now a fan of theirs, and they're the, they're the ones that actually got me into kind of that style of music, um, kind of retro wave mm-hmm. kind of style. Um, like synth. Yeah, yeah. The band uh, FM84, I think I told you about them. They're a good example of that kind of style. Um, just really 80s, yeah, synth heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dri- Drive is just all around just a great package. Yeah, so that's that's my last pick and you know uh, i hope you enjoyed it (laughs) all right we're gonna go to the final pick here (laughs) i feel this is one of the more underrated steven spielberg movies and definitely a I feel at least kind of an overlooked movie score, and that is from the film Hook. Okay. Um, Hook was, it was kind of a retelling of the story of Peter Pan. Um, it took place kind of after uh, the story of Peter Pan that we all knew. But in this world, Peter Pan actually went back to the real world and grew up. Um, and he was played by Robin Williams. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> um anyways you misty odd man I'm, I'm not joking dude i might uh <laughs> great john williams score um the prologue track of the uh the score is probably one of my all-time like adventure themes so incredibly good and you hear it in a lot of a lot of movie trailers sometimes um they'll they'll use like a hook from it no pun intended but um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, pro- the prologue, uh, Hook's theme is so good. Um, there's one called uh, You're the Pen. It's probably one of the more kind of emotional tracks. It's when they're actually realizing, the Lost Boys are realizing that, you know, this average looking guy is actually Peter Pan. He's back, you know. And um, it's just so, it just swells up and it's just so emotional and it's just so good. Even if you hate the movie, the soundtrack is so incredibly good. Um the actress, the little girl in the movie, uh, Amber Scott, she performs um, a track called "When You're When You're Alone" or "When You're All Alone." I can't remember. Okay. Um, such a pretty little, like a lullaby type song. Uh, my son's actually fallen asleep to the song several times. Um, I stuck it on his playlist um, <laughs> that he has on Spotify. He has his own playlist. That's cool. Um, so yeah, and you know it's. I'll, I'll always look at this movie's soundtrack as kind of like the soundtrack to Robin Williams. Um, it just, it represents, you know, the joy and just like the adventures he managed to take, like all his fans on, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it represents him so well. One of the saddest deaths, um, probably celebrity wise that I've ever you know, had to, you know, heard of and, and that happened while I was alive. And, um, it's, man, it's hard to watch this movie now because you yeah. just look at him and that boy, like wonder in his face, especially playing Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it just like, it just kind of rips you apart because, uh, he did it so incredibly well. I, I haven't gone back to that many Robin Williams movies 
But I think I caught like the original Jumanji yep. on TV one day, and I just started watching, and I was like, "Dang, dude, he's he was good in that movie as well." Jumanji, oh, yeah. um, Hook, of course, but so many really good ones that you know we don't. Yeah, just go back and revisit. But I, I agree with you with you know that's the soundtrack to him as an actor and him as a person because he was like a, a boy that didn't grow up kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. He was like a real life Peter Pan kind of, and uh, yeah, the, probably one of the toughest loss. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's an actor. We, we never knew Robin Williams. Um, we grew up with him though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you grew up watching his movies. I mean, I, and it's funny you mentioned uh, Popeye earlier. <laughs> that's one, that's one of the first Robin Williams movies I remember ever seeing as a little bitty kid on TV. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, massive loss. Probably one of the greatest guys ever. Um, just yeah, but yeah, that really made Hook for me. Um, just and just a great score. I highly recommend it. Um, if not just for the score alone. I mean, you can you can hate a lot of movies, but you can still appreciate the the musical side of it. Yeah, and you know that kind of goes back to one of my picks, Elizabeth Town, where it wasn't. The best movie, but the soundtrack was just really good, and that's why it it makes the movie better. You yeah, know, for folks. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there there was a movie recently that I felt that way about. It's the one with um, I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, Sandra Bullock, they're in space. Gravity. Gravity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't care for the movie. I I just I don't really like Sandra Bullock. Um, but anyways, amazing soundtrack. Such a good soundtrack. Um, Interstellar. I, I love the movie and the soundtrack. It almost made it on my list. That's another one that comes to mind. But um, anything Hans Zimmer, I'm a sucker for. Yeah, the um, I almost put High Fidelity. I'm, I'm a- surprised you. I'm surprised you didn't. Um, I was I was talking to Becky, my wife, and she um, she she recommended Empire Records. Um, yeah, yeah. I I've only seen that movie once. She's a huge fan of that film, but uh. Empire yeah. Records and High Fidelity basically got me to the point where I'm at with the record store or yeah. wanting to own one. And another good one that I almost put, I almost put a bunch, dude. I couldn't, oh, it was me hard. Me too. It was very hard. Days to Confuse had a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I'm not familiar with that soundtrack. I've seen the film. I just can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's like genre. 70s rock. I got you. Just really good. And then I mentioned one last night. Um, you forget Prince Purple Rain is the actual soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I almost put that on there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save this one just in case down the road. Yeah. And, uh, so. um, let's go ahead and break away from Hook. I mean, we're, we're done with our list. But um, Almost Famous, I was, I was surprised you didn't put that on there. Dude, yes. Uh, another Cameron <laughs> Crowe movie. Yeah. It, it almost made it and i think there's another one um she's the one i believe was cameron crow oh, okay. and yeah. he he enlisted tom petty and the heartbreakers mm-hmm. to do the whole soundtrack like there's tons of soundtracks that I almost like i couldn't i couldn't pick oh it's me too like i said this is the hardest list we've done so far um i could just i could just start naming off tracks left and right from multiple films but i just you know i tried to pick Okay, beginning to end, 
they kind of mean something to you or, you know, that you feel that they describe the film best. That That's kind of what I went for. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was difficult to just be like, okay, here you go. Like you said, start the finish and it adds to the film. Yeah. 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 And it was, I mean, your picks were awesome. I mean, especially drive was one that really jumped out, but uh, let's, um, let's choose one for from each list um i'll go first i think you went first last time so your list is great dude i'm (laughs) you 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 hate elizabeth town you don't even know what phantom of the paradise (sighs) is so that and in back to the future you already know about i'm already lying that's right (laughs) um i'm I'm gonna go with godzilla um looking back i mean if you put that in now and listen to it you might go okay that's (laughs) but for for the time it came out um, I still remember the album cover, the big Godzilla eye. It was just yes. such a popular soundtrack at the time. Um, the Wallflowers version of Heroes, I think, is excellent. I mean, you know, perfect. Yeah, I I prefer it more than the David Bowie version, which I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't like that. But um, you know, it was such a good music video too. Um, they're in like a crumbling building playing as Godzilla walked around. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Godzilla is my pick from yours, man. Did I ever tell you um, that Jacob Dylan, Wallflowers, son son of yeah. Bob Dylan, yeah, was in town, and um, him and Dave Matthews were recording an album in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. This is like 2013. This is when you first got the first shop, wasn't it? Yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah, I and. Remember. My my buddy was like my buddy was playing on the album, the bass player, mm-hmm. and he he said, "Hey, just bring a bunch of Dale Blue shirts, bring them down to the recording studio, just hand them out." So, I gave one to Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave one to Allison Mosshart, the girl from mm-hmm. the Kills, and also the lead singer for the Dead Weather, Jack White's other band. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So she was there. Cool. And I gave one to. Jacob Dylan and people are like, Hey, look, Jacob Dylan's kind of stone cold. Don't not like Steve Austin, but, um, <laughs> we just, need to have him on the show. soon. Yeah. Oh, stone cold. Anyways. Yeah. Stone nice. cold. All right. Um, anyways, so I was like, Hey, here you go. Blah, blah. He's like, Oh, thanks. And that was it. Like he didn't talk much. Alice Mossart and Dave Matthews talked with me a bit. Jacob Dylan, not so much. So I yeah. left and about a couple of months later, someone tags me in a picture and it's Jacob Dylan in Connecticut, and he just got off uh, off the bus to meet his fans, mm. and he's wearing a Dale Blue shirt. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that brand's getting around, dude. We, <laughs> so, we, we go ahead. But anyways, um, do you want me to keep on with with the, the podcast of picking yours? Because I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you mind reminding me of all of yours? Et. Yeah, we got book, uh. Gladiator, E.T., Oblivion, Lost in Translation, and Hook. I want to go with Hook. Oh, yeah? Nice. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, going back to it, and that's what you're listening to, like him as a child kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Or just, you can just listen to it and just picture, not just Peter Pan, but Robin Williams just in street clothes. <laughs> I think it's a good uh, tribute to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. That's that's 
that's what I'm and going it, with. It's the song they use. Like, you know, you saw all the tributes pop up after he passed away. And that's pretty much everyone I saw. It was something from Hook. So, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, man, we are finished with our third episode. Um, I thought it went well. I thought the list was really good. And um, I think, yeah, we're going to let you uh, sign us off here, man. Well, I was just going to see if anyone else had some good soundtracks that maybe we skipped over. Yeah. Yeah. Please, uh, please share. I mean, send us a clip, send us a, uh, 10 to 20 second clip to our email address, which is Friday five podcast at gmail.com. That's the number five. And we'll play it on an upcoming episode. Uh, we're happy to interact with anyone that, uh, is nice enough to listen to us. So yeah, please, um, please do so. And, you know, once again, check out our Facebook, our Instagram, like, follow, share, and we're on iTunes now. Thank goodness. Oh, dude, that took forever. <laughs> it took about 10 to 12 days, but uh, the episode should be going up almost immediately now. So, you know, make sure to follow us on iTunes or anchor or whatever else, whatever, whatever other podcast platform you might prefer. So there you go. Well, thank you again for listening and we enjoyed it and just uh keep tuning in. I'm uh I'm Rex, he's Brent, and we're Friday so. five. All right, guys. So. All right, take care guys. Later guys.